Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, podcast listener, I want to make sure that you know and understand that you can become a founding member of my brand new 12 month coaching program right now. Get in before we even start our live coaching or get in the week we start live coaching, August 1st. There's zero benefit to waiting for your business to be in the perfect situation in order for you to join. There's so much power for being in community and learning from others that are going through the same things that you're going through or one step ahead of you. Be in this group and get to work on your business right now. Create the foundations to have a six-figure myofascial release business. Do it now. Do it today. I'm so excited to be your coach. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching today and join right now. I'll see you over there. And again, live coaching begins August 1st. You get instant access to the course right after you sign up. See you later. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another audio video mini-sode episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am so proud to be joined by Gina Malloy. Gina is a physical therapist, a myofascial release therapist, and owner of MFRX Myofascial Release, which is located in Rancho Mirage, California. And for those who don't know this, I mean, I don't know how you don't know this, but Gina was my very, very first coaching client. She was the very first person to opt in to pay me money to coach her in her MFR business. And if I remember all the way back to like, that was in 2020, right? The end of 2020. Yeah. So you were still working as a contractor, trying to leave that contractor position and create your own business. So welcome in. It's been a while since I've talked to you in person, but we, we coached for so long. I feel like I always, like, I know you and, you know, when we go long times without talking to each other, I still feel like I know what's going on because I follow you on social media. So welcome in. How are you? You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Heather cut her teeth on me and she survived. So (laughs) you're welcome. That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. So funny. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what your business was like when we first started coaching and then tell us like everything about what, what you've created now. What is it like now too? Okay. Um, I started, I actually opened my business officially with Heather's help, October of 2020, um, not a great time to start a business. Um, I had had a private neuro practice where I was doing home health treatments, um, for neurologically impaired adults. So I still had that going on. Um, although 
my business um, had slowed dramatically because of the pandemic and because clients literally did not want treatment or a physical therapist in their home. So I sat in this beautiful office space and sometimes just looked around and thought, what am I going to do? And what did I get myself into? Um, I was starting from totally ground zero um, in terms of how do you start a private practice? Because I had always worked for someone else. This was my first um, solo venture and really had no idea where to start. So Heather got me started on things like choose a practice site. So I chose mm -hmm. simple practice, choose a name, get your fictitious business name, all of those very basic business startups. Um, so um, I would see people out of word of mouth because I had a pretty thriving neuro practice. And so people were on a limited basis willing to give this a try. But it wasn't until I really got with Heather that um, I learned um, that I needed to be way more proactive and I needed to do something because mm -hmm. I was not getting clients handed to me. And that was so scary. When Heather said, you've got to start knocking on doors, that was the first quarter in my barf jar. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I cannot talk to people. I don't even know what to tell them what MFR is. I'm not even sure I know how to describe it. Um, and people just look at you like, what? So you give facials? <laughs> I mean, just um, a, a, a well-kept, too well-kept secret, I mm -hmm. think myofascial release is. And um, there was another thriving practice in town, so it wasn't completely new to the area, but... Um, I just mostly went word of mouth. Um, for those of you who have coached with Heather, you're not going to believe this. I still do not have a website and it has not hurt me one bit. Yeah. Although I, love I, will, I am going to develop a website, but it is not. But you do have, you do have online booking and you do have an online. I do. Yeah. And that has been um, amazingly um, easy and people do take advantage of it. I saw somebody on Insight talking about how simple practice is too difficult to book online. And I've not found that to be an issue. Yeah, so, it's not. Um, it's been very easy. It's would, you, would you consider yourself to be like technologically savvy or advanced or would you say you start oh. tech? No, I, I struggle with that. And um, it's, I mean, setting up simple practice was daunting for me. But, but you now I it. figured out, oh, yeah. Yeah. And actually figured out, oh, I can put packages in my service billing. I mean, yep. it's like you just kind of figure it out. Yeah. Um, one of the best moves I made in, in this area, there is a publication that comes out bi-monthly. And I was really reluctant to do it, but it's a publication I followed with a lot of alternative practitioners mm -hmm. and um, people read this. People in the Coachella Valley, Palm Springs area are very health conscious. It's a very popular publication. So I did it, I bit the bullet. It's very expensive to advertise in this publication, but it pays for itself every single week. It has um, gotten me very good re name recognition in the Valley. Mm -hmm. And they also put on four um, 
uh, health fairs per year also oh, cool. get okay. name recognition. And they have marketing people on staff who are very willing for free because you pay a pretty good fee per month to this, mm -hmm. to be, um, to market and advertise with their publication. They provide marketing people for free. That's so, so cool. um, they're really great about ad content. They're really great about developing brochures and things like that. Now I developed my own brochure on Canva. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've kept my costs really low. Yeah. And, um, but that was for me was the catalyst because mm -hmm. day one, when I advertised, I got a call and That's amazing. many people say they found me through there. Yeah. yeah. And it's not cheap, but it was a really good investment. Yeah. And, it sounds um, like it's it paying for itself. Paid. So it yeah. really is. Okay. I want to just point out a couple of things is first of all, you had to get yourself into a position where you decided that you could take on that kind of risk of investing. First of all, for coaching, because there was no guarantee. I mean, who the hell was I when you hired me? Right. I hadn't even, <laughs> I hadn't even published my book. There was nothing. I didn't have a podcast. So right. there was that. It was the timing though. You, you advertised on myofascial insight that you were available. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Exact, exact time in my life that I decided to make this jump. So yeah. it was perfect timing. That's so good. And then you did all of the work to lay down your foundations. You were willing to do online booking. I remember how, how much you were thinking that the tech piece would be so difficult and, you know, that you wouldn't have control over your schedule and all, you know, all of the common objections that people have that don't want to do it, but you never stopped trying to make it work until it worked. And then you got yourself in this position where you could invest in this advertising situation that you knew would pay off. It's like, you could see a bigger future for what was possible for you and your business. And you shared with me, um, earlier this year that you, that you had a six figure year that you got there, that you crossed that finish line. Well, it's not, it's just like the beginning line actually for your business, even living in a place where it's like half the year, there's nobody living there. You go down to 30% population. You were sharing with me that at that point, then it's mainly service workers and, and not necessarily your ideal client audience that you're hoping to serve. So you, even you living in that kind of an area, you are over the age of 60, you were struggling with tech and you could still make six figures. So I just want to celebrate how amazing that is. And also how <laughs> proud I am as being like being, being, um, student one and you did it too. It, you did it too. Even with a coach that didn't know what she was doing at the time, you know, like I know a lot more now, but if you thought I was good, then I'm way better now, Gina. <laughs> but you knew exactly enough having run a business to get me started. It was exactly what I needed. And more than anything, because you know how I struggled with the transition from being 40 years plus mm -hmm. of treating neurologically impaired yeah. to becoming a myofascial release therapist. Yeah. That was what you helped me with the most because I was dragging my feet across that line. No, I'm a neurotherapist. This is who I had identified as that for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And I almost felt disloyal. Like, oh, I am abandoning all of these people I treated and this life 
and and this work that I've done. Mm-hmm. And you really helped me to believe in self. That was the greatest hurdle. And so now I literally do not care who walks in my door. I do not care. I get a little daunted if it's a child. It's like, uh, okay, I have a master's in pediatrics, but I chose adults. Isn't that so um, funny? Like, I have a so, master's in pediatrics, and these kids are so scary. Yeah, I know, but I don't care. I used to go, oh my god, and what I, I, you know, I'd have to know what's the what's the problem. Now they walk in like I'm like, okay, how can I help you? you know it, there's that so no fascinating fear. it's so fascinating like before the pressure to have to know it all and to have to decide ahead of time if you can help someone versus like asking questions how can I help this person thinking deeply about the results that are possible for them and then just offering do you want these results and then getting to work if the outcome that's possible I mean, for them is so much better that way I mean, you and John live in my head, you know, it's like, let go of the outcome, be curious, mm-hmm. user intuition, feel, mm-hmm. um, look, listen, feel, you know, just it, it that's all it takes. And I, and <laughs> I have to really fight the linear PT in me. Oh, this is a gluteus medius problem. And hmm, <laughs> I want, you know, like, I really have to fight that. Yeah. Um, and I use a lot of analysis because I, I treated people with the worst of the worst movement disorders. So I'm like watching the way people move. So there's a lot of analysis in it, mm-hmm. but when I go, because it leads me, but when I go to treat, I really, really try to remember to let go of the need to know exactly what's going on and just let the work speak for itself. So mm-hmm. that's been that has been such a transition in my thinking. That's so cool. Are you having a lot of fun in the treatment room and in your business nowadays? I am. It used to not be fun. It Mm -hmm. it used to be very stressful. Like, am I going to, all of this, am I going to know what to do? What if I don't know what to do? What if they know I don't know what I'm doing? You know, what if I don't know the right technique? It just, what if I can't talk about it? Right. Yeah. And what are your thoughts about your ability to talk about MFR and sell MFR? Um, it is so much stronger. That's been, I've had people who are like, I have no idea what it is you do. And mm-hmm. then when I tell them this spiel, like you said, you will get your script down. They're like, that totally makes sense. It totally resonates with me. That totally feels like what I'm feeling in my body when mm-hmm. I use terms like straight jacket. And, you know, some of the, the terms that we use, they're like, yes, I feel like there's a rubber band around the top of my head. And I'm like, I understand that, you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it, 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 it has resonated so much. And I've gotten so many clients to commit because finally somebody gets it. Finally, mm-hmm. somebody believes what mm-hmm. they're saying. But it just took really you believing And you finally getting it right. And then, so this is one thing I wanted to circle back to when you said at the beginning that myofascial release is one of the most well-kept secrets, right? The problem is, is that most MFR therapists as a profession continue to keep it a secret because they're too afraid to talk about it because they don't know, they don't actually know what to say or how to sell it. 
and it continues to keep this profession small and hidden. And it's us that are doing it. So I really do believe that it is our responsibility to not play small and to start getting big and to start really stepping into the power that we all have in the palms of our hands due to the amazing training that we've gotten from John Barnes. Like, let's put it to work. We don't need to be ashamed of it. We don't need to wait for other people to accept it. We need to start creating the acceptance by talking about it and never stopping. Yeah, that's true. In this publication, I had the opportunity to also write articles. Mm -hmm. So I get to, and I wrote my first article was about myofascial release and people were really like interested, like, oh, this sounds really interesting. I was able to write one on scars. You know, all of a sudden there are people coming out saying, I never knew this surgical scar would make a difference, you know? And then, you know, another one on breast issues, you Mm -hmm. know, like, oh, I never thought about that, you know? So it's been a way to get the word out about what we do in, in, in specific kinds of diagnoses, if you want to use that or conditions. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been able to kind of spread the word that way too, and doing health fairs and, mm-hmm. you know, just jumping in and saying, yes, I want everybody to know about this. That's this is so such good. Important. It's so important. And the more time or the more you just let yourself learn how to talk about it or learn what things work with people and what things don't, you know, all these different ways of communicating the better you get at talking about it. And the more I think the true passion for the work comes through because you're not trying to say it perfectly. You're just trying to let people know that you can help them. Cause at the bottom of all of this is the part where you just offer to help people. And they're like, yes, I want your help. That's as you know, if we really make it super simple, you're just offering to help. And then someone's opting in for that help. And then you get better and better at selling the result of what happens when they work with you longer term. So I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed. I, I have a really unique position in being a touristy resort area from yeah. October to May is that I literally have farmed out at least 10 of my snowbirds to practitioners where they live. So mm-hmm. it's like, they found it here. Oh, I saw your ad. Hmm. Interesting. Or mm-hmm. Michael Servant referred somebody to me. She referred five others. That's and I amazing. was able to find those five people went back to their homes in Oregon, Idaho, Kelowna, Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've been able to, to farm out these people. So like you can see the web. Like yeah. from, from here, I you know, 10 other people have found myofascial release practitioners back where they live. Mm-hmm. And then they come back and I get to treat them and then they tell more. And so that's really how my business grows in season. Yeah. But also it's so wonderful to be able to, it, to refer out so that mm-hmm. it just keeps growing, you know, all over. Yeah. The connections are wild and it really just takes, you knowing one person who knows someone else who knows somebody else to get everything you ever need. <laughs> you know, you can find someone who knows someone had, in any. I had two clients who, who needed to find a practitioner in Walla Walla, Washington. I saw that. I was like, Gina, <laughs> that is my hometown. Like I, what is happening right now? I'm like, oh my gosh. I know I am always looking for someone to be there too, but 
so far, no, no cake on that one. No dice. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Someday maybe there'll be somebody there, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I really hope that a year from now or two years from now, or even if it's five years from now, when we have these conversations, we never have to be like, I can't find somebody in this location. Right. Or like, there's only somebody three to six hours away. I really do believe, and I want to figure this out, but I think every MFR therapist can be successful no matter what town they live in, no matter what age they are, no matter what they did before, no matter, you know, there's just no reason why you can't be successful. If you get out of your own way, if you get the help that you need, and if you keep going and you really, really, really believe in MFR, believe in your clients and believe in your ability to serve your clients at the level that they need your help at. So in thinking about this, I, I want to just point out that I know other therapists who have done training with me that don't do this work. And I want to figure out why I have some hunches. Some of my hunches are that they don't believe that clients want, will want it because it's so difficult to talk about. It's like, if we could just solve that one thing, which I feel like I have to solve for it. Like I have the program that teaches you how to do that. But if everyone could know how to properly talk about and sell myofascial release in service of their clients, there would never be a reason to take this training and not do it or to just use it as a tool in the toolbox. Like this is not for tools in the toolbox kind of shit. Like this is the real thing. Yeah. Anyway, that's my soapbox for that one. Like there's no reason why people should take training from John and then not do it. That's so bizarre to me. I don't understand. I don't get it. I think there's a lot. I mean, there's, I understand the fear, you know, like if Mm -hmm. you've been doing massage and been doing massage the way you do massage, I am not a massage therapist. I hear a lot about how difficult it is to reintegrate myofascial release. I'm like, why? It's just their thought. It's their thought that it's it's difficult. Yeah. It's like, why would you want to do anything else? Yeah. Um, I left 40 years behind, although I had taken a couple of courses of John's and integrated it into my neuro practice. Yeah. But I know so much more now. It's like, if I could have some of those people back, um, it would be so wonderful, but it, it, yeah. it, it is limiting beliefs. That's what it is. And it's so hard to break through those limiting beliefs sometimes. Yeah. Or and, it just takes one thing to break you through. Right. It's like that idea that it's not hard. It's not hard to talk about it. Right. I want all MFR therapists yeah. to quit saying it's hard to talk about it. That is like, like it just gets under my nails. I'm like, it's not hard. You have to take, take an hour of your time and write down all the things you know about it. And now put that into a relatable story. (laughs) Like, there you go. It's not hard to talk about it. Yeah. So frustrating. I mean, I relate it. I always use my own experiences in myofascial release to tell the story too, you Mm -hmm. know, having been treated and and what it does for me. I mean, I, I, I just tell them, look, I had radiating pain down the side of my leg and aching, you know, three nights ago, I said, I put myself on the table, did my wedges, did my stretches. I said, I got off the table. And even I was like, this really works. Oh my I mean, goodness. I was pain yeah. free. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> you know, like, stuff works. I'm yes. telling you. Yeah. Yeah. And I really saw you take off with the amount of 
seminars you've been to since we started working together, you know, cause I think there was a little bit of like imposter syndrome. Like, can I really be doing this with only this many classes? Right. And then I was like, well, what's stopping you from making more seminars? And then the answer is always, I can't afford it or I can, you know what I mean? So it's like, well, how do you figure out how to do it? So you can get past the imposter syndrome. You have a, you know, you have at least three or four or five, five classes under your belt. And then it's just about putting it into practice and believing that, you know, enough to do it. I mean, you learn so many, so many different treatment options at every seminar. It you don't have to take every class in order to feel confident. And you, you in fact could take every class and your confidence level could never go up if you're not doing enough actual hands-on or getting treatment for yourself. Has any, has that felt true for you? That was the whole thing for me was, yes, I thought I needed the seminars, but it was in touching people in Mm -hmm. just doing the work. And as my practice grew, I just, just like I did with my, in my neuro practice, you see enough neuro people, you just, you kind of have this bank of information on what works, what didn't work. Mm -hmm. You see things a little differently. So it was just because now I'm three years into it. And so now I, um, I just have a comfort level now because I've seen enough bodies. So I, I can see why one of John's requirements for MFR three is at least three years of, of focused practice with MFR. I mean, I, it's like, it makes so much sense. You, I, I could still be doing my neuro practice and have taken all of the courses and I would not be anywhere near where I am today in terms of my ability to feel and to engage. One of my clients just the other day said, I know exactly the point where you were in my fascial barrier. He's like really into this. He goes, I could actually feel the fascia lift. He goes, I knew you were in there. And I so just cool. was like, whoa, because yeah. I felt it. I know when I engage and I yeah. didn't know that sweet spot for a really long time. Yeah. You know, but you probably still were able to do. Yeah, yeah. But you were probably still able to do great work, even not knowing that. And I think. It's that, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm like this too. When I learn something, I feel so entitled to like be able to do it perfectly or like not have it be hard. And if we could get rid of that entitlement process that I think is just human, we could get rid of our human nature, impossible and not be, not require that things be easy all the time, not require that things aren't going to be work and just sink into what is and allow ourselves to be really highly uncomfortable while we learn to grow our confidence and grow our comfort. You know, it's the same thing when you went to PT school, I'm sure all of the tools and the language and the things they were teaching you were incredibly foreign and difficult, but because it's like a degree program, you know, at the end, you're going to be fine. It's just so weird. Yeah. There's no guarantee you're going to be able to do it in the end. Just like with everything else, like you're the guarantee you have to decide this is going to work out for me and just not quit. I think I've told you that so many times. I'm like, all you have to do is not quit, Gina. Like, I know you're frustrated. Yeah. I know this seems really difficult. I know life is being a dick right now. Just don't quit. And what, and I, how many thoughts that I have is like, what am I doing this for? I got 40 years behind my belt. I'm going back to what I know. You know, yeah. and, but it wasn't in my soul. I knew this is where I needed to be mm-hmm. because I took my first course in 1996, mm-hmm. a myofascial one. 
and didn't pursue any more courses. I was in the neuro world. I was going to be a neurodevelopmental treatment NDT instructor. I was in a different path. So I came back to it in 2017 when MFR1 repeated here. I repeated it here in Palm Desert. And I said to John, I could have been doing this for 20 years by now. He just said, you were not ready for the message, you know? So, um, and that's okay. Right. Like it's, it's heartbreaking, but also like kind of romantically beautiful that you found it when you did and you started when you did and you've been able to create this business at this time with this momentum yeah, he's like, exactly right. I was, it wasn't I was close to it because I used the skills of myofascial one, but myofascial release is way more than technique. It's about it's your way own more. healing yeah. journey. I was not I was not ready for that. I was not open to it. And and I am grateful that I found it at this stage in my life when many of my colleagues are retiring. I'm like are you kidding me? I'm just getting started. And I am having so much fun. I love that so much. Yes. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm I'm not working nearly as hard. I mean, physically, it's not even close to Mm -hmm. working as hard and not seeing as many people per day Mm -hmm. and still doing you know, meeting my needs, meeting my yeah. expenses, meeting what I want to do. So, um, which is great. It's yeah. great. Or I probably, why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about like, what is your, what's fully booked for you and what does a typical week look like when you're in season? Yeah. In season, um, you know, I've never reached fully booked and I can always hear you say you will, you will, you will. I've been really close. So maybe fully booked for me isn't, 20 visits. I've yeah, been what, 18. What is, oh, 18. You're like, I've never had those two extra clients. I, therefore, I've, I've never had that in the world. <laughs> yeah, but you know, some of those I'm leaving. were an hour and a half, actually. I yeah, so actually, hour wise, yeah, you are reaching it. Okay, that's what I thought. So mm, that ball. Four clients a day. Four clients a day. Um, I am not, I am not a morning person, so I'm not opposed to doing like 10, 12, two and four, you know, and being mm-hmm. done at six, 10, to four clients a day, five days a week. Sometimes I will see somebody on Saturday. I have a physician mm-hmm. who can only come on Saturdays. That's perfectly fine. I'm mm-hmm. perfectly fine with, it. Mm-hmm. um, it's so doable. Um, there's a lot of flexibility in my day. I mean, some days I see just two mm-hmm. and I don't even stress about it. It's like, that's okay. I can develop a brochure. I can, I can do, um, listen to Heather's podcast. There's like, I have enough. Do you still to listen to the podcast? Day. Yes. I yes. love it. I love it so much. Of course. Cause I haven't been able to sign up for you with you for coaching. So I have to get coaching. I love that. I love that you use, I mean, since you've been in coaching, you can probably understand the message clearer than someone who hasn't, you know, and just take what I'm saying and put it into figure out how to coach yourself with it, which I love. I love that so much. Good. I'm glad that's helpful. I have all your, I have your resources. I mean, you've put together beautiful resources for us. Um, So yeah. So all of that. Heck yeah. 
Yes, I constantly, um, I listen to everything you do on Facebook, you know, <laughs> so you're reaching a lot of people and helping a lot of people do this work better. Awesome. I love knowing that because that obviously is my mission to help all MFR therapists never under earn or burn out no matter where they're at in their practice, because we've got a lot of people too. I think more recently that are 10, 15, 20 years in that are starting to look around and kind of question why are new therapists able to charge almost double what I'm charging? And it's not a, yeah. a matter of like, ability to charge. You can charge whatever you want. It's like the audacity to gather facts and to really yeah. decide that they want to set themselves up to never burn out from the beginning that, you know, leads to these choices and these rates. And, and it's not just join my program. We're all going to be charging the same rate. We're going to pump out robotic businesses. It's really dependent on who you are, what your goals are, how much, how, how many hours you're going to be working and like making decisions based on facts, not just who, who's doing what I'll just copy them. Cause if that were the case that it was so easy to do, people would get wind that some people are charging $300 and then everybody would just go and start doing that. And that's, you have to be able to sell that whatever rate you pick, you have to be able to sell that rate too. And you have to be able to back up the results that you're offering to your clients. So yep. that's my little rant. Yeah, the other practice, you know, their rate in the other practice is slightly lower because I get treated there, you know, but I'm not going to reduce my rates just because theirs are slightly lower. Yeah, you have no idea what they even made based their rates on. You have no idea, but you know, specifically what your rates are based on and you like your reasons and that's why you can charge what you charge. Yeah. I love it. Love I it so like much. my rates. I don't have any problem with my rates. I love it. Okay. Do you want to share some of your numbers? Like get, tell us how much money you're making. What's been your like biggest month or your biggest year? Um, I think my, my biggest month was um, about 12,500. So mm -hmm. I was really happy with that. I will bounce anywhere between 8,000 per month and 12,000. That's great. Month. When we and started so this. When we started this, did you ever think you're going to be able to tell me that? No. Oh my gosh. No, no. I, I just was like, I'm, I was convinced I was never going to be able to do this, that I was, first of all, I didn't have what it took mm -hmm. to be a business owner without mm -hmm. relying on somebody else to find the clients for me. Yeah. I, I, when I started, I was like, see, I told you. I just don't have what it takes. I'm never going to attract enough clients. Yeah. And when I shifted into, I really, I believe in my skills and I believe in this work and I believe that I can help people. It's like people come even now when things are really shutting down, I have four new people next week. I'm like, what, you know, like, where are they coming from? But you attract with that belief. I love that. So, and I just wonder too, as time goes, goes on and you are just more and more well-known in the community, locals that live there all of the time that have the money that want this work, will find you four new clients in one week. And it's the off season. It's getting to be June yeah, over where you yeah. it's like 180 degrees. And there, there are people there that want MFR, even when they're yeah, in the frying pan. <laughs> 
That's so when, cool. when you hook those people in, these people talk, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I saw somebody at lunch. I gave her your name, you know? I mean, these guys talk mm-hmm. and, and spread the word. So, um, and it comes with how you as the therapist present yourself. Like I completely am passionate. I mean, I, I'm like telling people, I know I can help you. Yeah. And I love this. And I can say, look, I've been a physical therapist 44 years. This is the one single approach that leads to results that I've never been able to get in all of my years as a physical therapist. And I really mean that not to sell it. I am serious. About- well, yeah. And even if you were selling it, you wouldn't be able to sell it in a like in a smarmy way, if you didn't, I mean, you'd be selling it in a smarmy way if you didn't passionately believe in your ability to help and then have the, you know, like the street credit to back it up. Like you actually have the skills in skill set and the knowledge and the results. I mean, your clients are getting great results, aren't they? Do you have like a favorite client win you want to share? Well, this is a small one. This is so funny. (laughs) And this was Michael's servants. Mm person who it's yeah. Michael. So I'm like, great. That's a great act to follow. That's oh my God. I didn't let him get, you know, I mean, I was just okay, like, good. I, Make sure you don't. Cause it's okay. He's got to put no, pants on too. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I went to see her and she's like, I have a pickleball tournament in two days and I've got, I've got pain in my buttock going down my leg and I've got to be able to play. I'll be darned if she didn't play in that tournament, it yeah. was just, just knowing, you know, like I just need to relieve the compression on this nerve, you know? And so yeah. she did play and, and she told five other people and I got, that's, ama- that's amazing. Girls. These pickleball yeah. people, I'm so, telling you pickleball people, you gotta, you gotta go to pickleball matches, championships, oh. gotta go to the Y I've heard they're going to turn malls into pickleball tournament places. Like we've got to be where the pickleball people are because they really need us. They do. They're hardcore and they're, they're hardcore. usually in, in, um, not that they're elderly, but you know, they're usually 50 and older, at least in our mm-hmm. area, very active. Yeah. Oh yeah. My I mom is my like other- an intense pickleball person. Like she brings her racket with her when she yeah. visits me from Washington state. I'm like, Oh, your racket came with, okay. Guess I'll have to hook you up with some pickleball while you're here. <laughs> I also had so much fun and, and I, I won't tell you this person's name, but she is a very well-known actress Yeah, who was in eighties and nineties television Emmy uh-huh. award winner, gold Globe award winner. Amazing. And she, yes. walked, she walked in my office and I had her name in front of me, never like made the, the jump, but she walked in my office and I went unsolicited. I just said, Oh my God, you are so beautiful. I mean, she's, <laughs> this is so cool. And you got to work with her. She's stunning. So she came in because she was going to the Camino de Santiago in, um, where is it, Spain, to walk 100 miles. And in her training, she hurt her hip. And she is the friend of another client. And I said to my friend, you didn't tell me it was that, Linda. Yeah, you didn't tell me it was a famous person. Yeah. How fun, and, though. Like, oh, you yeah. have the opportunity. So, um, and she, she lives here full time. 
She moved so from Hollywood area and now lives here full time. But she's I imagine, there. Gina, there's and so many people living there like that. And it's just a matter of time until all of them know what's available to them. But all, all year round. Like Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio lives here part time. Yeah. Yeah. So You're like, call me, call me, Lee. It was so fun treating this lady who, when I said, you're so beautiful, she goes, and so are you. She goes, we women need to build each other up. And so I think she's going to be regular. I got her ready for the Camino de Santiago. And she said, when I get back, I will see you. So that, that, those are some of the perks of living in this area. Yeah, that's so cool. And you got to use those to your advantage, right? Be like, instead of having the thought, I'm screwed when June comes around and everybody leaves. You can be like, who are the people that are still here? Who am I not talking to? How am I excluding them from the way I'm marketing to the people that are here part-time? And how do I shift my focus a little bit during this time of year? Or maybe all year round, it needs to be shifted just one degree to include the people that are here all the time. It's just a matter of getting playful and creative and not shutting down and believing that things aren't going to work out. You know, you got to constantly remind yourself how everything is working. Like I have four new clients six weeks. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, Rowena, because this patient got treated by Rowena in Las Vegas. Oh, good. Yeah, great. I love all the referrals. That's so nice. Yes. It's such a great community to be in because we really do support one another because it's like we want everybody to get myofascial release well yeah and there's like no reason there's no reason to be in competition even if you have multiple people in one town or one city because it's there it doesn't need to be a competition there's literally enough bodies for everybody there's eight billion people on the planet i think that there's probably a hundred or a couple hundred that want to just see you (laughs) that can come into your office you know I need to capitalize on is the women's health experience because I, Oh yeah. Let's talk about that. I, you know, I avoided that course for two years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's no way I am doing this course. I wanted to do pelvic health. I would have done it. And I haven't wanted to do it in 40 years. Mm -hmm. I feel like you told me that exact quote. Yep. (laughs) Yes. For so many reasons, it was one of the best courses I've ever taken. Mm -hmm. And because I'm a PT, I'm literally the only person in the Valley who is allowed by license to do this work. And so I know there are a lot of people. So there's another market that I need to to establish a niche with that is not because I want to establish a niche. It's just that there's a need and I can provide that. So that's all you need to do is start talking about it talking about bladder and incontinence and pelvic pain and all of the things. And you're going to attract a whole bunch of people because if you have a pelvis, you need women's health. For sure. Yes. Yes. And somebody off the cuff said something about endometriosis on Facebook. There was, there was some kind of podcast or something about endometriosis and my friend posted it and I said and I just put in my comments hey I've taken women's health endometriosis is one of the areas we address she's like oh I'm gonna message you you know so it's amazing take every opportunity to just say I can treat that I'm a myofascial release therapist and that is something that we can help so every time you see that you know it's like 
I'm always talking about what I do. That's which I never was. I would never do when I first met you. Oh, I can't talk about this. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to talk to me. And now it's like, like you said, it's like, hey, you know, like you yeah. radiate. I'm a myofascial release therapist, and I can help you. So. Yeah. Well, it's like the, it's that transition between I'm I'm a neuro PT with 40 years of experience to the new identity of I'm a myofascial release therapist and I can literally treat any anyone or anything that walks into my room. Do you want my help? That transformation into like I am an MFR therapist is the most transformational moment, pivotal moment to get to because it changes the face of everything else going forward for what's possible for not only you and your business, but for your clients, right? If there's a difference in getting treated by someone who like really believes they're a neuro PT, that's kind of just dabbling in MFR and the client that's getting treated by someone who believes they're a fully invested MFR therapist, totally different outcomes. I believe. I, I completely agree because I look back at some of my initial clients and I'm thinking, man, I'd love to have her back. You know, I'd love to have her the experience of my olfactory release now. You should just reach out to them. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to reach out and just be like, Hey, I took all these other classes since I saw you last. You want any of my new skills? You know, it doesn't matter. They can always say no, but they might say yes. Right. Right. And before I'm always offering to you, I'm always like, Hey Gina, I'm doing this thing. Like, do you want to come along? Like, did you want to be invited to this? Do you want, you know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not butthurt if you say no, (laughs) never going to stop offering it though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm not so much thinking about the no, the no is like, it's okay. If they say no. Yeah. And personal. just because they say no once doesn't mean they're always a no. Right. Right. And I learned that from you because that would be my shutdown moment, or I wouldn't even get to that moment because I would be thinking, well, they don't want to hear from me, you know? And so you really reframed like the go for it anyway, mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have nothing to lose. You really have nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, it, it's not about losing face. You know, it's like yeah. there's nothing to lose by doing it. Don't take it personally. Put yourself out there and you win some and you lose some. Mm-hmm. I never had that mentality. It was like, if I don't win them all, then I fail. And that's mm-hmm. not it at all. It's like you probably yeah. fail most of the time you get some winners that are really big winners. Well, yeah. And it's like, you don't even have, it doesn't even have to be win or lose. It's like win or what did I learn? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or how does this help me my tolerance towards doing it again? Because most of the things we don't know how to do, they're so scary just because we've never done them before. And then once we do it, we're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Even if we didn't get the intended result, but then we also have the opportunity to try it differently or just try it the same way over and over again until it works with the awareness of knowing that if you do the same thing over and over and it doesn't work, you can just make a little tweak, make a different decision. And then it might work that way. It doesn't have to be, you know, it's like following directions from furniture you get from Ikea, you know, and it doesn't always come with all the parts or all (laughs) the instructions. You can put that shelf together four different ways. One of them is going to work and it's not always the way they give you the instructions for you got to be creative, got to be creative, be willing to use your drill or use, use a hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I don't know. That was probably a bad analogy, but that's okay. That's what I do. (laughs) I just wing it sometimes. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, so funny. Okay. 
what would you tell people who are thinking that they are a lost cause or who were kind of thinking along your mindset of this is going to take forever to figure out what would you tell those people now knowing what you know after going through coaching um the only thing I can keep thinking of is what we hear from John's mouth all the time. It's just get out of your way that we are such self limiters. We place such limitations on our potential and it's unlimited. Um, and I have done that all my life, stayed in the box, stayed safe. And if you're going to grow Comfort zone is not where you're going to grow. So take the risk. My biggest thing is not looking stupid. I will do anything to not look stupid. Well, you're going to. You're going to have to ask for questions. You're going to have to admit that you don't know. You're going to have to fail and fail and fail and and slam things down over the technology or you know over not getting clients. And do it anyway. Mm -hmm. You just cannot quit. There's just, you have too much to offer. Just know that you have something that is precious to offer. And if you keep that as your goal, that you have a service that people need and stop making it about yourself, you're going to be fine mm -hmm. and let yourself yes. be uncomfortable. I love that so much. It's so true. It's like, just get out of your own way. Be willing. It's like, you're uncomfortable anyway, regardless if you're not doing what you really want to do. So can you choose the discomfort of not knowing to go towards your goal versus staying stuck and having that discomfort just because it's no, just because it's like more the norm or you're more used to it? Why are, why do we pick that versus going towards the un, unknown discomfort for the result that we want. It's, it's just right here. If you just keep going towards it. I just love, I love to circle back with you and to check in with you and to see that what all that you've created, because it was hard for you. You, you were really determined to be a neuro PT who knew MFR, you know, you were really determined to not have a website and to not have online booking, but you kind of compromised. You're like, okay, I could get online booking. And then I don't actually have to have a website. And I love that. It's true. You don't, you don't have to have a ton of things in order to have success. It's just some basic things set up on purpose and then really going to work on learning how to talk about and sell MFR and set up your foundationals like your pricing. So you did all those things. And the payoff is that now you make over six figures a year and you're going to do that over and over and over again. And you're learning how to make even more. And, and it doesn't even matter if you're not fully booked too, which is also hilarious. Like you could make six it figures and be fully booked. <laughs> Because I won't be this summer, but it doesn't matter. It, I will still, I will still do okay, and I have some some plans on how to be more creative, and it will all, it will all work out if you just keep believing. Yeah, and, and doing doing the things. Just yeah, sit back and believe. You have to keep doing what what you're doing. And, yeah, uh, you're taking the action from your belief versus just sitting there and hoping right. it works out. Yeah. That's right. so good. Right. 
So good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with us and for coming on the podcast again. Gina has been on the podcast before and I'm, I mean, I'm never going to stop interviewing you because I'm always going to be curious about how it's going and I love knowing. So I appreciate your time. Can you tell people where they can find you? Where can they book an appointment? Um, I have, uh, my practice is in Rancho Mirage. So it's, I have, you know, you can book through my phone number, you can do an email or there is online booking and mm-hmm. it's through simple practice. So how do they find your link? On like, do they Google MFRS? Or my online mm-hmm. Yeah. MFRS. Okay. So if they just, okay. So everybody go to Google and just Google in MFRX myofascial release and then, or Gina Malloy, you can just Google her name and it would pop up that way too. Okay. So good. I love it. And then you're also on Facebook. Yes. You know, I haven't had much presence there. I need to get more present, but yes, I do have an MFRX myofascial release page. Okay. And that probably has the link to book on there too. Yes. Awesome. All right, everybody go find Gina. And if you have extra clients and you want to send them her way, if they're going to be in Rancho Mirage, California, send them to Gina. All right. Have a great desert. Yeah. Come to the desert. Fry your butt off in the summertime. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. It's only 90 today. We had a cool 90 is not bad. That's not bad at all. All right, everybody. I'll be back with more episodes for you to enjoy next week. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today. My mission is to help every MFR therapist become a part of the movement where no MFR therapists ever under earn or burn out. Join my 12 month coaching program. You'll spend the first 90 days setting up your foundation to create your six figure business. Then you'll go to work and uncover exactly what's holding you back from the business that you want and desire. Get support while you raise your rates, set your policies, and learn how to talk about MFR and how to sell MFR in service of your clients. Learn exactly how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've had your business for years. This program is open to all MFR therapists who want to create what is possible when you stop playing small and start showing up in your full power as the John Barnes trained MFR therapist you are. Put your magic to work in the world and help more people get out of pain and back to active lifestyles. I'll help you do it. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching and sign up right now.